Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Cavall, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? Noches amigos, and welcome to episode 47 of Not Another Socks Podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau, as always. Fellas, what is what is truck day this year? <laughs> Dude, that is the that is the question that everybody wants answered, man. Truck day uh is a day that everyone looks forward to. It's 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 the first date circled on the calendar, you know, once the offseason hits. Everybody wants to know when that's gonna happen. When are we going to get the stop at McCoy Stadium, uh, you know, for the photo ops and, and everything like that? But uh, we're still waiting word on that. Um, it, it's got to be getting close, though. Yeah, um, you can feel the sexual tension in the air for truck day. Um, it's close and all the perverts are, are starting to make their plans. They're yeah. um, finding out, you know, what what stops they're going to make they're yeah. going to follow the truck um and yeah it's just a, it's just a sick demographic of people right but you know if you celebrate it that's fine but you're just you're you're you're, you're sick you are sick um but i mean we're also a little bit sick not that sick but yeah it's uh it's coming up it's coming up they haven't announced it and i think that might be because of us yeah i, I think it might be it, it's very possible well, I, I'm just literally more shocked that the Red Sox aren't trying to, like, sell tickets to Truck Day like they did in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they actually charged people admission to watch uh, them load up a truck. Like That <laughs> is insane. It, yet they uh, also had a masturbation add-on, which was another $100. <laughs> so, like, that way, you know, you, you weren't breaking any laws because they, yeah. they allowed sold a ticket for it. <laughs> Would you like eat back? You get to sniff the baseballs for an extra forty dollars, <laughs> while while climaxing. <laughs> this is like the new audio erotic asphyxiation, where it looks like <laughs> this is like how people are starting to die from this like type of shit. <laughs> Another one gone because of truck day. R.I.P. Yeah, we got to get rid of this damn holiday. <laughs> I would say LeBeau's probably at like a half, maybe three-quarter chub when he hears the word uh, truck day. You know, I, I no. I, I, as no chub? As, as, you know, as gross as I am, don't get me wrong about the Red Sox, um, it, truck day is just one of those things that makes me a little bit upset, genuinely. You know, yeah. when I, when I, um, when you, you, you see the concept, you understand the concept, it's one of those things that just I just don't like and I've never liked. And I think it's stupid. Um, it's simply the bare minimum of what has to happen for every major league team, which is literally just loading up the equipment and bringing it to Florida for spring training. Um, yeah, that's it. And it's just equipment. That's it. It's just equipment. It's just equipment. I mean, what are we doing? Seriously. Yeah. Well, I think what's even worse than that is, like, back in the day, they would bring it to, like, McCoy Stadium on their way on 95, 
and people wouldn't even see them load up anything. They would just literally be there to look at a truck. <laughs> and that was my first year, like, interning there when they actually had that happen. And, like, it was one of my first days. And, like, I just didn't understand why, like, anybody, like, probably a few dozen people actually showed up. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, if you, like, I think we've said this on the show before. And we've spent a lot of time dissecting truck day uh, on this show. And, like, if you explain this to someone from, like, England, right, like, say the UK, right, they're, like, a soccer fan their whole life, right, they, you know, a diehard fan of their club, and you explain this to them, they'd be like, mate, we don't even do that, you know, like, that's nuts, that's some they're crazy, too. perverted shit that you guys do, like, you fucking Americans, at least our schools don't have shootings, you know. <laughs> well, at least our schools ain't <laughs> shooting ranges. <laughs> No, but seriously. Tuesday, (laughs) Amy. Oh my God, Chuck Day is just an unbelievable day. Really is. It's in in New England. It's freezing. This is like early, like February, like late January. It's snowing, and like you'll still have these like people just show up in the cold. Right. I, I wonder. I don't. I don't know if it is. This is just like only like a Red Sox thing, or do like every major league team have their like version of Truck Day? No, it's definitely a Red Sox thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a Red Sox thing. I, I don't. I mean, they might have like some variation, I guess, some teams, but no, th- this is a Red Sox thing. It's a weird fucking Red Sox thing. I think every team does have a Truck Day. I mean, technically they do. Well, yeah, people just don't care. Like, technically, there is always going to be a day where you bring the equipment from your major league uh, clubhouse down to Florida or Arizona. Like that that day shouldn't just be celebrated. That's just another day. Right. Yeah. Right. You're like an equipment manager. So, like, (laughs) there is a truck day, but there isn't a truck day. Right. right, right. (laughs) There isn't a celebration of the trucks. And if you're if you're the Red Sox equipment manager and this is your Super Bowl and you're listening, I'm I'm sorry. But no, right. You it, have to it, understand, like this is not I a mean, cool thing to guys, celebrate. It's just not. And the equipment guys are great. I mean, they throughout sports, man. Equipment guy, equipment managers, the equip, whole yeah. equipment staff. They get they don't they don't get uh, enough love. So I guess this is their version of of that. You know, like you said, it's it's their Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but you know, shout out to them. But yeah, no, it's uh, this. This is definitely something that can only work in the New England region, though. I don't think this would work even in like New York or like any like Philly, like any big sports market. I don't think this would, you know, this would work. I feel like this is just very unique to Boston. Like it would only work here because the people are just uh, as you know, New York in other sports cities there. You know. They're perverted in their own way, but, you know, Boston right, is just right, right. Is, is special yeah, just, in that way. I think we just yearn for some resemblance of, like, the summertime, I guess. So right. maybe that might be, like, part of it. It might yeah. be, like, a psychological thing. I don't know. But it's just, um, yeah, it's just not something I, I care to. They haven't even announced when it is, and I'm pretty sure it's because of this show. Yeah. yeah. So we, I'm pretty we sure they're keeping it. Yeah, they're keeping it a secret this year. We might have so. just ruined Truck Day for the Red Sox. I think we, uh, we might have. We're definitely on the Red Sox radar because of uh, us capturing Sam Kennedy falling down at Rafael's <laughs> yeah. uh, press conference. Yeah. 
which ended up just getting tweeted out by like every <laughs> single baseball account out there. So like it was absolutely fantastic that like we were able to share this with the world. So so Jack, could you uh, could you walk us through how that happened? Like, could you like you said you saw it on on the TV, right? And then you switched to your phone or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I had the presser uh, on at work just, you know, um, on silent in the background just because I was, you know, doing my job. Um, And then I saw, you know, shaking the hands and everything and him falling down. I was like, oh, my God, I need to, like, go on my phone and, like, pull it up so that way I can uh, record it and put it on Twitter. (laughs) So that way um, we, we could just, you know expose the Red Sox uh, team president for literally eating shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to commend you, Jack, for for getting that moment, because I don't think any other account had that. I think it was we were like the only ones I think that had it like right when it happened. And then um, that's kind of how it went, you know, a little viral there. I think what did we end at like over like 150 K like views on that on that tweet? Gotta be up there. Uh, I think it was 145 last time I checked, but uh, it will probably get there eventually. Yeah, but that's crazy. Still, though, absolutely that. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is, and it and it's. It, the, I think the symbolism there is awesome. It's like the the president of the Red Sox, Sam Kennedy, right? Say he is the Red Sox, falling and being saved by Rafael Devers. Yeah. And that is literally the Red Sox. That's the Red Sox organization right now. Yeah. Like that's that's exactly what it is. They are being saved by one guy. Like that's it's the truth. Yeah. He's holding it all together. If it's not for him, if they don't extend him and they can't keep him, then it's fucking over. Like this is it's it's it. You gotta sell the team. Like I, I was pretty adamant about that. So Yeah, no, that 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 was poetic, dude. Shakespeare couldn't even write that. Yeah, not like I've read any. Yeah, Motherfuckers, <laughs> yeah, you've read like what spin. nine books? Nine yeah. books. Um, eight of the uh, eight of them are coloring. <laughs> no, 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 come on, give me, give me some, give me some. Books. No, no, nine. I've read like nine books, and nine of them are like all either Red Sox autobiographies or biographies or, um, or just like baseball books in general. You know, yeah. Francona, Poppy, Pedro, like they're all. I, just, I was. All the, I was going to say, I think it was uh, last year when we were recording once and you like your camera turned the other way and you just had like uh, the Francona, um, no, the Pedro book, like on your coffee table. And just like, not to brag, but I do read books. I do read books. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. You should see my bookshelf. It's actually laughable. I don't even try to put it, fill it with like other books that like I could go to Savers and get like a ton of books for like a dollar a piece. Yeah. And just like pretend like I have a book collection. I have like it's a bookshelf that has like four shelves, and there's one shelf that's like three quarters of the way filled with my nine books. <laughs> and there's like it's like ten Red Sox books and like one one book about like college basketball, and that's it. Like that's <laughs> that's, that's fitting. It's very yep. fitting. I will literally See, I, after the show, I'll audio. I'll get off. I will take a picture of it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I will take a picture of it and show you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking at all. Yeah. See, like I, I like audiobooks because I don't have to actually read, and yeah. I still am able to get every like all the story out of it. So it, it's really the best of both worlds since I don't even have to pretend to put it up on a shelf or anything, or maybe like I can like print it out and like 
just be like, I, I know this book. Yep. <laughs> so that, that and, and, like, I, I am literate. It, it's good. It's good for you because, you know, when you get those long, uh, those long trips to uh, back home to Virginia, you know, you can just throw on the audio book and you can just say you read, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, good. it's a good you way know, of saying I, you read without actually physically reading. I know this. It's a bit of a cheat code. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't get into audiobooks. I mean, I've just kind of been listening to the same like 600 songs for the past <laughs> like 15 years. Yeah. That's all. Like in the car, just shuffle, like just random. At the gym, shuffle. It's literally like the same 600 songs my whole life. It's like the soundtrack to my life. Like I don't switch it up. I don't even listen to podcasts besides this one. It's the only one I listen to. But other than that, it's just you insane. do strike me as like a, a big like podcast guy. Like you would listen all. to like I, a lot of no, shows. Like no, fuck that. I hate fucking <laughs> dude Joe Rogan. I try listening to that, and it's like I can see how it's entertaining. But like, dude, I don't care about anything that's talked about on that show. Like I do <laughs> like some Red Sox podcasts, and I used to like really like Section Ten. Obviously, this is an inspiration for this show. But dude, Joe Rogan, like I can't get into that shit, man. I can't. Like I don't care about fucking aliens, bro, and <laughs> like, and like yeah. vitamins. Like I don't care. I yeah. really don't. Like I, if I, I like, I'll read a quick article about shit like that and be like entertained. But dude, I'm not gonna listen to a fucking three hour show about like why you should take cold showers. Like, dude, shut the fuck <laughs> up, please. Like it's just ridiculous. I don't care. This is like niche podcasts are are much better than like general like general podcasts right, yeah. Yeah, piss no, me yeah. off. We're going way off the rails here, but niche yeah. podcasts make a lot of sense because like we're talking about one thing. We have a viewership of one demographic of people that tune in for this one specific reason, right? We're not just generally talking about like why you should take vitamin D and like you know. <laughs> Uh, fucking i don't know just shit like it's just ridiculous anyways sorry <laughs> yeah and if you're listening out there you should only listen to this podcast all the podcasts <laughs> right. are bad y right. yeah no 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 all the other ones are terrible not yeah. even worth your time yeah. not worth it just not worth it but uh yeah, yeah i mean we do have some uh we do have some hot stove you know action that's been cooking up the last uh Couple days. Well, I guess I guess we can touch on uh, the big one um, with Trevor Story because that broke. I think right after our last emergency episode about Devers. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, Trevor Story um, got the elbow surgery done. Um, what was it last week? And uh, yeah, it looks like the prognosis was what four to four to six months for him. It's either four to six or it's six to nine. Uh, they're kind of saying it's around the all-star break right now. It's basically Tommy John Jr. Right. It's like it's a similar surgery, but there's like a brace that goes along with it or something. I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully, you know, it's um, yeah, he comes back healthy and, you know, uh, we're able to have him down the stretch. But it is just the worst fucking right. timing that you could have humanly had with something like this right. no it's 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 awful timing like you said because like you had the devers signing get done you had the press conference everything you felt really good after that you felt really good 
And then what was it like a few days later, you get the Trevor story news and it's like, what the hell, man? It feels like you almost just can't catch a break. Like one good thing happens and then you take one step backwards with the story news. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, this is brutal. Yeah. And your infield was already like not great as it is, even with story. Um, but now you lose story. And it's just got that much worse. No, yeah, I think a, a great way to put it. And like one of my one of my friends said this, but um, it's like they take one step forward and two steps back. Every everything that happens is, you know, it's a good thing. And then like a really bad thing that happens. And at this point. I mean, they're going to need a lot of. I don't want to say they're going to need a lot of moves because there's not really much they can do to be like there's nothing they could do to be like, all right, this team can win a World Series at this point in the offseason. Unless like right. you swing like Alcantara and like, you know, whatever. Um, but they're going to need a lot of magic to compete. And I think that it's very possible, but it's going to come from like Bayo, Cassis, Whitlock, Tanner Howe, you know, like those guys. Um it's not going to be like like the core guys, you know. It's going to be like guys that are going to have to emerge, and come out of nowhere, right? Or else this team is just going to be like just. I think like last year is is reasonable, but I, I think they're a little bit better than what we saw last year, just because last year the you know the injuries they got hit really hard. Um, I think this team right now without story is just as good as last year's team. I think they're pretty much neck and neck without story. So if you get if you if you get Elvis Andrews or Profar or whoever, right now you're looking at all right, maybe it's a little bit better. You know, then you add Duval. Okay, maybe now it's it's a, a decent amount better, right? Then you add, you know, maybe another pitcher. Okay, now it's a lot better, right? So you're a long ways away. There's still room to to improve, but it's the the, the pathway for this team to compete is not gonna come from external players it's going to come from bayo cassis you know all those guys really taking a step forward yeah no exactly i mean this is a big year for a lot of your young guys the like you said obviously we got you know story banged up and we got some holes in in the lineup and you know like you said it perfectly it's going to be a big year for those young guys to to really take a step obviously last year you had a hole at first base now you feel like you have somebody with tristan cassis who can step up so it's going to be, be a big year from him. Um, obviously, the starting, you know, rotations, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from him. Obviously, Sale, you never know. Um, you know, obviously, with his injury history. So Bayo comes in. You saw some good from him last year. Um, he showed a lot of flashes of, you know, his potential. Obviously, he's still really young. Um, so if he can, you know, provide something, you know, pretty decent for you this year, um, and he can take a step in the right direction. You, you like that. But, yeah, I think, you know, you, you said it perfectly. A lot of your young players who play, you know, big positions are going to have to really um, step up. So it's going to be a, a, a big year for them, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, we might even just, like, I, I hate calling it a bridge year because, you know, you really can't punt a season away in Boston sports. Yeah, the... Bruins don't do it. The Celtics don't do it. The Pats don't do it. There's like just settling for mediocrity is just something that like doesn't happen in Boston, which you can't really say about 
a lot of other cities out there just because we kind of at least demand like you know a good team and that's why it's so frustrating when you know we're paying all the money for all the games that we go to all the merchandise that we buy and everything uh just to have the team not be competitive and you know obviously it's sometimes hard to do it's a you have to build for the future long term as well but it, it's you know just a really kind of sad feeling going into the year not confident at all about the team yeah it sucks i mean it definitely sucks we're we're um we're very lucky obviously to have competed and won at the level that we have but um you kind of see the reality of i guess i don't want to say the red sox are are like being cheap because they're they're not and i don't necessarily think like throwing money at like a problem is the best way to fix it because a lot of times it just hasn't worked out for the Red Sox. But when you have a clear need, I think that's what really like bugs me about the direction that they're going in. Like they have a clear need, right? You needed a right-handed power hitting shortstop. Those are all things you needed. And Carlos Correa was there for you. Right. So the Red Sox need to be an organization where you don't have to spend just to spend. Like, you don't need to just go out and piss money away. Like, you don't need to have a $300 million payroll. You don't even need to have a $275 million payroll. But when you have a clear need and you have a guy that will fill that hole very, very well, you need to you need to go and get that guy. Like, that's where it, – it, it's not that I'm upset that the team isn't, like – Spending money like like Dansby Swanson, right? Like that would have done nothing for me personally. You know, all that would have done was, yeah, they would have filled the hole, would have been a decent shortstop. But then when that contract didn't work out, they would have cried broke for another fucking six years, just like they did with Pablo, Hanley, David Price, you know, fucking all those guys from down the line. J.D. Drew, Adrian Gonzalez, Carl Crawford, John Lackey, all those guys that. Mid-level free agents, and you can even now, unfortunately, put Trevor Story in that category. You know, you now you now have two years, the first two years of his contract, which were supposed to be his best two years, where he'd be pretty much completely unproductive. Last year he was almost hurt, you know, half the year, and when he was on the field, he was unproductive. This year he'll be hurt at least half the year. Who knows when he comes back and what he does when he comes back? So instead of signing those like mid free agents i think we should throw money at like some really good players and try to develop those mid-level players more you know but i don't know that's just my my two cents yeah on i mean i think that's just i think that's just been the the frustrating part about this offseason is that you've had like you said we've had the need to to we've had holes to fill and we've had needs and they just really haven't gotten done um and that's the frustrating part because you feel you feel as a Red Sox fan that if you were to fill those holes, like you can, you have a a, a really uh, have a really good shot at at. Um, but that's been done. But who knows? I mean, the off season's not over yet, so I mean, something could happen still. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as now, I mean, it's 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 been frustrating for sure. And I'm sure, you know, I, I I think a lot of Red Sox fans would feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what ends up happening throughout the year, too. Maybe you actually give guys like Sadon Rafaela a shot in center field or shortstop or Emmanuel Valdez um, uh, comes up uh, and plays a little bit of second base for you, maybe. 
Brian Mata gets a few starts, something like that. So hopefully, you know, um, if it is kind of heading in that direction, you can make the most out of it because I don't really think it would be a long rebuild either. It's not like we're tweeting, uh, we have even a lot of contracts up or anything. It's not like we're going to really be selling too much either, you know, no matter what state the team is at. But um, I think, you know, really in 2024, we could still be a championship team. It's just hard to see that with the 2023 team right now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think that this is like the classic bridge year in the sense that this isn't like a teardown and it's it's certainly not uh, a situation where the Red Sox won't compete in the near future I mean it, as long as you hit on you know Bayo and Cassis um and you know other guys too then you're going to be right in the thick of it to not only compete for a division but win a world series in 2024 and I truly believe that um but you know right now you want to compete at least a little bit. Uh, but I, I think that everyone is kind of looking at 2024. And I think that that's, that's the goal here because you can kind of see with, with, especially with the, the free agent signings that they made. Um, it's all been like two year deals, you know, where I think that they're kind of looking at like 2023, you know, we'll get what we can get. Hopefully we compete. If not, well, we have these guys for a second year, Turner Jansen. Um, if, you know, they signed Duvall, which is rumored to be a two-year deal, um, him. You know, you sign Andrews or Profar, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a two-year deal. You're probably going to need a shortstop for at least two years. Or, well, not at least two years, but two years. At least a year and a half you're going to need a shortstop before Meyer, right? Probably at the full two years. Um, so, you know, it seems like that's what they're, they're, they're headed. Yeah. We could see Sade on there in 2024. At shortstop, he might yeah. he, he might uh, be a little better in center though, but uh, he can play either one. So who knows? I mean, um, there's still a ton, uh, there's still a ton of moves to be you know could be made in either way. So like, what what do you guys want the rest to happen the rest of the off season at this point? I mean, I think when you look at it, obviously an outfielder. Um, you're going to need some help in the middle, middle infield, whether that's probably I mean, most likely shortstop. Um, that's what I'd like. Um, and then if you can try to get a starting pitcher in there as well, that wouldn't be bad. I feel like those are probably the three big, you know, positions that if you're a Red Sox fan, you want them to, you want yeah. them to hit on. <clears throat> I definitely think those are the obvious needs. I think that, um, to be a little more specific, I would say a perfect way to finish this offseason would be Duvall. I, I like um, Elvis Andrews better than Profar just because, you know, Andrews has had a little more uh, long-term consistency, even though he's a little bit older. Um, and I like um, the idea of, like, an Edward Cabrera. If you get those three players, I think you're definitely better than Tampa um, and Baltimore. Obviously, I don't know about Toronto and the Yankees, but – um, that's a good offensive team now, you know, with a pretty good rotation and the bullpen is, is, I, I would say the bullpen's a strength, you know? So, yeah. um, and don't forget, you know, Alex Cora is a great manager. I think that they can get a lot out of those guys. So if you get those three players, I feel pretty good about this team. As long as, like I said, Bayo and Cassis, you know, work out the way you, you, you need them to. Now, if those guys are dog shit. Chris Sale is out you know, again, then 
this team's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think another guy that right, we've, we've talked about and, and that um, has been in the rumor mill for trades is, uh, is Kim from uh, San Diego, but the price seems to be pretty high for him. Um, I think the last we saw was uh, it was Hauk, and then they won with three prospects, mm. um, which is a little high. I, I don't think um, I don't think that's something I'd want to do. Um, I mean, I think you guys have said you feel the same way. I mean, that that's a pretty high price to pay. Yeah. So apparently that price tag was for uh, Kim and Grisham, which makes a little oh, bit okay. more sense when you look at it like that. And even still, you know, um, I think if it was going to happen, you know, probably would have happened at this point. And it kind of feels like, you know, how much is Kim really going to actually help us win a championship next year and the year after? Um, and is it really worth giving up, you know, a, depend- a dependable bullpen arm and Tanner Houck? Maybe he's a starter somewhere else. But, um, you know, it, it the, the market's so crazy right now for a lot of those trades that I, yeah. I, he's a guy that I love, uh, would be your everyday shortstop. I think he could even hit over 20 home runs at Fenway. But I, I it's a hard price tag to give up for when it's, you know, you can get Elvis Andres out there for seven million dollars over you know per year essentially yeah yeah no exactly i mean i feel like it's better probably to go the free aging route in in that way rather than giving up assets um for 2023 um but uh also i mean i saw i I mean obviously the marlins i feel like there's something there um with them you've heard a lot of connections with the red sox in miami um with cabrera um, also I, I saw there was something that there was a tweet today that came up that, um, the, the talks for Cabrera have kind of quieted down and the Miami's looking up, they're pushing more the Pablo Lopez route, which hmm. wouldn't be, uh, which wouldn't be bad either. If you were looking to go that route. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's, I feel good. like there's, there's something there with like, if, if the trade comes from Miami, maybe it's a guy like Wendell. Maybe it's a package for Wendell and and a, and a starting pitcher, well, whether it's Lopez or Cabrera or yeah. whatever yeah. it is. The Red Sox are eventually going to have to pick a lane here. I mean, that's it's going to come to a breaking point, and it's going to be very soon where they're going to need to say, "All right, well, the trades we're, we're trying to put together aren't really working out, so we need to now pick up Elvis Andrews or you know Jerickson Profar." So we don't miss out on now we have no middle infielders. We have Christian right. Royal in the middle infield, mm-hmm. right? Or in, in Kike Hernandez. Um, whether that lane is saying we're going to go Duval and then we're going to say, you know what, I like Kike at short, Royal at second, and not get a middle infielder at all, which I don't know. I don't think I would prefer that option. I think with that option, it would have to come with like getting a big starting pitcher. You know, using your assets to get a starting pitcher, right? Then now you don't really need any more position players, I guess. But now you've bolstered your rotation. Uh, or you say, well, we're going to go out. Let's just sign. You know, let's just get Duvall. Let's get Andrews. And let's get Profile. Let's just get all three of them. Now you have, you know, your your problems pretty much solved. And then you can trade, like, Verdugo or something like that, you know? Um, so that's an option. But... They got to eventually pick a side here. I think my I think Miami's pretty 
solidified on like they want if it was for Cabrera they want Cassis like that's Which like the main that's ridiculous. like the main chip for no. them yeah that's fucking Which ridiculous. Is stupid that's yeah, gonna I mean, you're not going to give that up not for the only time I'm trading Tristan Cassis is if I'm getting like a one or a two starter right now and I'm not saying yeah. that's what he's worth but I'm saying that's how the Red Sox should value him because he has a perfect swing for Fenway there's a huge hole in this lineup for power and you know he has a great plate approach he fits the lineup perfectly they, they, you know he's going to be a big part of this team if he's hitting well so the only time i'm giving him up excuse me it's for a one or two starter and he's really gonna give that up at this point in the offseason no, probably no like yeah. if it was gonna happen you know that if bloom essentially you know promised a trade like they they yeah. essentially flat out said it like every chance he had along the way. So I feel like you ha- almost have to make some move, but I don't think it's really going to end up being what we thought it might be with, that's, you know, if. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's what I was saying this morning. Like in the group chat, we were talking about like, it's going to be literally like the most mid trade ever. <laughs> it's going to be like mind numbingly stupid. Like the an exchange of prospects for, a guy who will probably either DFA by August or someone that won't even it won't even be on a major league contract. Right. Like that's what I, I think that yeah. but they are gonna make a trade. Whether it's ridiculously stupid, like I believe it's gonna be, or whether it's impactful for this team, that's you know, we'll see. But you're right. Heimbloom essentially did. And I think that like I think he's maybe like not catching on to the fact that like Red Sox fans take everything that these executives say and we like remember everything. And, you know, you can't just say words. You have to like just say less and do more. Like, please say less. Less talking, more action. That's all I want out of Bloom. I don't want to hear any more promises. He's saying, well, we have a middle infield. All right, well, let's go. Mike, we might get two players. Two players. How about let's start with one? Yeah. Well, let's start with not saying yeah. we're going to get any of them and just please go get one. That'd be yeah. awesome. It doesn't have to, it, he goes, it doesn't even have to be one. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we don't even have one. So yeah. get one. Do something. It's like that meme with like the stick figure with the stick and he's just poking. He's like, do something. Yeah, come on. Do something. Come on. Come on, man. It's crazy just because I feel like since we really last recorded and even Trevor's story went down, like not a lot of moves have happened around the league at all. So there's still the guys out there, but, you know, you just wonder how long they're going to be out there for at this point. Since, <laughs> right. You know, we're almost at truck day. Um, yeah, I actually just looked it up. It's February third, so uh, oh, get wow. ready, you pervert. Coming up, it's yeah. coming up. <laughs> yeah, it is coming up. Um, yeah, uh, but you know the clock is ticking. We're we're getting ready for the season. Other teams are done with their shopping lists already. The Yankees have been done for a while now. Yeah, the Blue Jays have been done. The Orioles have been. They might sign Michael Waka, their savior, um, but. Uh, <laughs> You just hope, you know, like you can actually figure it out before it's too late again, which feels like kind of the narrative of the offseason. Right. And something's got to give not only with the Red Sox, but just around the league, like we mentioned, you know, there's still guys out there that are 
um, you know, waiting to sign that are going to get signed. Um, but, you know, you just hope the Red Sox aren't, you know, late to the party there because out of a lot of teams, you know, in the majors, the Red Sox obviously have, you know, we've mentioned it, they have needs and they have to go out and do something because if you're late to this and you miss on some of these guys and you're left with, you know, whatever you're left with, that's not a good look going into the season. Just, I think Red Sox fans didn't just want something to happen, some sort of improvement. We've talked about it before in the group chat. And maybe just if you're going to go the Royal route, if he's, you know, we all know obviously his injury history and, you know, not being able to stay on the field um, for a majority of the season. Um, even if you were to get something that's some type of insurance for that, because you know that, um, you know, he's most likely he's not going to be, you know, on the field for, you know, a majority of the season. So you just need something there, you know, to, to give you some sort of insurance, um, you know, for a guy like Arroyo. Yeah. The, the clock is, is certainly ticking, you know, it's, it's getting down to, um, you know, the time where you start to kind of wrap things up and, and prepare your team for like, you know, I know Red Sox signed Trevor Story really late last year. That's because of the lockout. But this is a normal offseason where things start to kind of wrap up, like, you know, first week of February. And then yeah. maybe, like, that, that like, couple free agent holdouts will sign, like, in February or March, you know, whatever. But um, things are going to happen really fast. And it's going to come. And then the Red Sox are going to be with, you know, no one. That's That's my fear. Um, it, it just always is like I don't know what it is I don't know what it is like it always feels like there's obvious moves out there they need to make they want to make them and this is where I think it comes back to like too many people like in the room because yeah. I think there's a lot of different people like saying different things and I think that gives the Red Sox what I like to call analysis paralysis and I think that they like wait and wait and wait and like talk about like signing a player or trading for a player until the fucking cows come home and then the player's yeah. gone. Yeah. And then everyone's gone. And I really think that's the issue with this 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 front office. I think yeah. that there's way too many cooks in the kitchen. I think there's way too much talking. Um, and I think there's not enough action. I, I think that sometimes you have to pull the trigger on something, even if it's not like maybe the best possible deal for your organization maybe if it, it's not like a home run but you have an obvious need here you know if 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 elvis andrews is squabbling between a, a million or a, or a million and a half it, it make the fucking deal yeah you know before he signs elsewhere or if it's you know adam duvall whatever wants a fucking player option instead of a team option for the second year make the fucking deal like we gotta do something you know these guys are gonna be gone like right. enough sitting on your hands, enough talking about it, enough fucking playing computer games, enough fucking Google Google Sheets. Let's <laughs> put some guys on the fucking field because that's what exactly that's what they need. Absolutely. And you and hey, you know what? I'll go ahead, Jack. No, I mean we did we did make a big signing in Jorge Alfaro. So there you I go. Mean, it, we we got our guy. I mean, I don't know why we're complaining. I, we we completely forgot about the Jorge Alfaro signing. You know, this is like, this is like uh, th that came right from Heim Bloom's like nerd front office, which is it's a great signing, and I totally agree with it. 
Yeah, like, on a minor league deal, who cares? Yeah, right. But like, here, here's the thing though. Like, these are the moves that they're great at making. Like the moves that they can take fucking six months to talk about. Like they've probably been talking about this since literally like the season ended in September. I'm not even kidding. They they probably have. This yeah. is how this front office works. I yeah. know it. it is how it works. They've probably been talking about this since fucking September, and they they finally got it done in late in mid to late January. And, like, those moves come from the Heim Bloom side, but, like, the Devers extension, like, that comes from ownership. And, like, that's – those are things, like – like, the Trevor Story signing, you know damn well that came from ownership. They were just like, we just need to sign someone. You know, like, these are the things that you need to do, though. Like, you need to be a, be in the middle. There needs to be a balance here. Like, you need to have a little bit of, like, aggressiveness, a little bit of, like, let's just go out and just do this. Instead of, like, this whole, like, just fucking sit on your hands and try to get the best. Like, it's just, I don't know. I like that analysis paralysis. Yeah, it's analysis paralysis. They do that. It's like, you know, I've been in sales my whole life, right? You ever talk with someone and they're, like, they're thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And they just think about it and they think themselves to death and they just never make a fucking decision. That's the Red Sox. The Red Sox are, like, the customer that you can't fucking sell to because they just think about it and think about it. And then they just get in their own way. And then yeah. someone else buys the fucking product. It's just gone. Yeah, exactly. Nope, sorry. It's gone. Well, you know, we, we, we got to get you into the front office because you've been on the Adam Duvall uh, train here trying to trying to bring him to Boston. Stroke that thing, Cuzzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing your part. Yeah. You've been sliding into the DMs. It's all about recruiting. You know, that's yeah. what it's all about. Just trying to bring guys to Boston and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I recruited uh, Dansby Swanson. That didn't work out. No. Uh, slid in his DMs. Slid in his wife's DMs as well. Oh, my um, God. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, whole family. Um, I slid in JD's DMs back in 2018. So, you know, it's just all about recruiting. That's right. what it's all about. So, um, yeah, Adam Duval, he's going to stroke that thing. And uh, he's going to hit 35 bombs this year. Um, it's going to be great. And it's going to be for the Toronto Blue Jays because the Red Sox are never going to sign the fucking deal. So right, yeah, <clears throat> they're close. They're close. Yeah, they're close. They're running a <laughs> few last final numbers, and they got to think about it. All right, we'll let you know in the morning. Nope, he's a ray. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to. Yeah, it, it is true. It's going to be in the division too. Yeah, it'll be yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be he'll be a Yankee. He'll be a Yankee. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna wake up. Adam Duvall's gonna be a Yankee. He signed he with San Diego for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> he signs in a twelve-year contract in San Diego. When <laughs> you wake up at three a.m. to piss. Or he's going back to Atlanta for like five years for like league minimum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta, uh, Max Freed's like a, a dead man walking in Atlanta right now because oh, he, yeah, uh, he didn't take like a 10, like an eight year, like uh, yeah. $500,000 contract. Max Freed doesn't want to work for slave labor costs. So yeah. he's uh, he's now hated <laughs> by the brave, the communist braves. That <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, must be nice. Hmm? The Braves are literally Russia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you will work for us for nothing. 
and you'll like it. Um, what else we got? Oh, me and Nick Pavetta are best friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to so. tell the story. Well, I made a funny tweet. It was a good tweet. And it was, uh, I mean, most people who would be listening know about this tweet. If you're not, if you don't, then I don't know where you've been. But uh, it was it was actually my best tweet ever. It, it, re- it was. It was actually yeah. my best tweet ever. You put yeah, up dude. numbers on that. I put up absolute yeah. numbies. And uh, basically it was just a picture of the robbery of, of Fenway in the town where uh, I said Ryan Brazier and Nick Pavetta were getting a combined $7 million. Like, you know, <laughs> in, in essence saying that they were robbing the Red Sox, right? Yeah. And um, I, I think that, you know, it, it was it was a funny tweet. It wasn't meant to be taken serious. It was something I just tweeted just randomly. Um, and Nick Pavetta replied to it and rolled his eyes at me. And the funniest thing about it, and I also tweeted this, and this tweet also did pretty well, but Nick Pavetta's had like, Six tweets since 2021. <laughs> it just makes me laugh just saying it. But he's had like six tweets since 2021. And one of them is to roll his eyes at me with just no words. Just an eye yeah, roll Just the emoji. emoji. Yeah. That was it. So that was um, that was fantastic. And, um, you know, he's he. the thing is, he's well worth $5 million. And it was right. a it was yeah. an, it's an, it's an erroneous tweet. It's just a stupid tweet that was just like meant to make people laugh. Nick Pivetta's value is exactly where it needs to be. And what he did in 2021 for the Red Sox will never be forgotten in the playoffs. Love Nick Pivetta. He had a tough year last year, let's be honest. I know his numbers maybe like were a little bit better than what we watched. So the numbers weren't really terrible, but he wasn't uh, good for the Boston Red Sox in 2022. So uh, he was a little frustrating to watch, especially he was, the biggest thing is he was disappointing. You know, I was expecting him to be like, like almost ace caliber, you know? Um, so yeah, he just chirped me a little bit and then that's pretty much it. But everyone, you know, kind of rushed to defend yeah. Nick and it was funny, but you know, I but loved it. I, I don't understand. I, I, I guess I don't really understand how like people didn't take that as like a joke or well, as like, just some a people funny did. tweet. Some people did. Some people was like, this is, this did, is yeah, funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then some people were like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? You're such a fucking asshole. Like, those are, those are my favorite replies because those are just like, like, dude, how, like, okay. Like, I'm, I'm chirping. Like, doesn't the, sound like Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I just don't get it. Like, I'm chirping the 11th best pitcher on the Red Sox. And like, that's fine if the tweet doesn't even make sense and it is erroneous. But how are you going to be that offended by me chirping the like the eleventh or twelfth best pitcher on the Red Sox? Let's let's be real, let's be real. I can name eleven that are better. Do you want to go? Do you want to name the eleven? I'll name the eleven right. <laughs> I'll, I'll name the eleven right now. Okay, yeah. Let's let's start counting here. All right, Chris Sale. One. Brian Bale. Two. Garrett Whitlock. Three. Tanner Houck. Four. Kenley Jansen. Five. Chris Martin. Yeah, six. Yep. <clears throat> Matt Barnes. Oh my god. Yep. There's um, a few you're forgetting. Yeah, I know. There's a lot I'm forgetting. I, I'm not going to put yeah. Brazier in there. Um, no. Corey Kluber. Yep. 
I'm just trying to go through the rotation. I think I got the whole rotation. Did I miss anyone in the rotation? No, I don't think you missed anybody in the rotation. There's somebody right. in the bullpen I think you're All forgetting right. about. Let me go back to the bullpen then. John Schreiber. John Schreiber. Hmm? There's That's one nine. more. I can find definitely one more. Because I said, so I just got to name 10 guys. Because he's the 11th best pitcher on the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. So you got to so name one more. I got to name one more. Definitely not Jolie Rodriguez. No, um, no. Said Kenley Jansen. Said Chris Martin. Right, definitely not Ryan Brazier. He's last. <laughs> um, can't put Brian Mata in there, although he is on the forty man, right? I believe so. Yeah. Can't put him in there because he hasn't pitched in major leagues yet, so that's not really fair. It's <laughs> not really fair to Nick. Um, There's Josh Taylor. Oh, JT. Yeah, I could do JT, but he didn't pitch last he, year. He at pitched all. Did you last say, year, though. Yeah, yeah that's not really Did you fair. Say Paxton. I didn't say Paxton. There you go. I mean, oh. he didn't pitch last year, but I did miss Paxton. And so that I'll, all right, so I'll give Pavetta Paxton. So he's the tenth best pitcher. He's the tenth best yeah. pitcher. I feel like I still may have missed one, but Caleb Ort, did you say him? No, fuck him. He's he's last. He's last. He's last. Frank Ramon. He's. I like him. He's good. Yeah, I actually like Zach Kelly. I I forgot him. Like I think he has some pretty good stuff. But happy uh, never having to see Connor Siebold pitch this year. Day also. um, Hopefully Josh Winkowski next. Get him out. Fucking hate that prick. Um. But yeah, I mean, we're looking up. Pitching, what if that, pitching what, looking up. What if that was the big move that Heim Bloom was talking about? Connor Siebold for that was it. That was the trade. Know, yeah, that was the trade. You know, that, that could trade. be that. That could be the trade. You know. Yep. What if the uh, player to be named later is Brendan Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, never know. I think it's possible. Maybe get like Daniel Bard back too. Just fuck it. I'm in. Yeah? Who says no? The Rockies. Yeah, the Rockies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. The Rockies are probably the most confusing organization I've, like, seen in baseball. Like, the Pirates and the A's, that makes sense that they're just, you know, poor dirtbags that, like, you know, kind of do what they have to but like colorado still spends money just in the weirdest spots like you literally paid to trade away nolan arenado just to sign chris bryan a few years later so chris bryan will be on the red sox one day when it's like near the end of his contract like i just put that out into the universe like it's just one of those things where it's just bound to happen eventually but like Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be paying the tab for it yeah for sure um the rockies and like See, the, the Angels are in that in a similar category, but like richer and like they 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 try to compete, but they're just so bad, like so, so bad. They're confusing, too. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, shout out to everyone for 2000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that's big right. time. We really appreciate that. Um, OK. Yeah. Huge. I will be getting the tattoo at 10K, so. 10K keep, keep tattoo. Yeah. Keep keep what? going. No, yeah, I, I was agreeing. 10K yeah. tattoo. Yeah. 8,000 more. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'll do exactly. it. Exactly. 
we'll get there by the end of the year. Yeah, if they win a World Series, actually, no joke. If they win a World Series, I'm pretty confident we would get to close to that number. We would explode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this is also just more proof that my mom does not listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Mine doesn't. Either. It's fine. We got anything else? Uh, uh Kevin Euclid, uh gonna be the full time oh, yeah. or. Mostly the full-time uh, guy on Nesson. Well, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. No, good for him. He deserves great. it. He's awesome. He's great. Yeah. Really good. Yep. We're looking Monaco to, uh, next. Yeah. Monaco next. 2024. Monaco 2024. Monaco U, dude. What a booth that would be. That'd be great. Absolutely. That'd be a good shirt. Monaco U Monaco 2024. Fuck yeah. Make it. <laughs> yep. Just like with the uh, stroke that thing, cuzzo. Stroke that thing, cuzzo. Yeah. I'm gonna make a TikTok tonight. I'm gonna make a TikTok yeah. tonight with that sound. Stroke that thing, cuzzo. Yep, with an Adam Duvall home run. Just yeah. yeah. If if he signs this, I have to say, if he signs, the Red Sox just should give you the credit for for bringing him here. No, I think they will. You know, yeah. eventually. But when he hits 35 bombs. And everyone's wearing stroke that thing, Cuzzo shirts at Fenway <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the playoffs. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> it's going it to be. a walk up song. Like, yeah. That <laughs> down. The song, yeah. <laughs> stroke that thing, Cuzzo. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm way too old for this. <laughs> you youngins doing? What is this yeah. Cuzzo talk? They let me cook. Hold up, let them cook. Don't let me cook on them DMs. Let Le- let LeBeau cook. Adam Duvall ruined my credit. <laughs> <laughs> Great pickup line. Yeah, the best. Undefeated. Undefeated. But, always. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's everything we had for today, right? I think so. I think we're pretty good. Don't forget to do the YouTube. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yoshi, I, I Steamer, did. Yoshi Steamer, he's going to be MVP in left field. So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Good projection. Yeah. Who projection. gives a fuck? Yeah, we'll see around the corner. You know, a yeah. couple weeks truck away from that. Day. So. <laughs> Keep on right. trucking. All right. I got to piss. Right. Good night. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking, like the dude of man. Together, more or less in line. Just keep trucking, more.